Hey, this is Nick Romolini, and welcome to another episode of The, the Blank, Blank Page. Page. Hope you're all doing well out there. So back in the summer of 2020, storied historical time that it was, I came out to the garage to do some rearranging of stuff, moving some containers around and shit like that. Just reorganizing, rearranging. What the fuck else was I doing? And I noticed that there was a pile of uh, some rat shit, mouse shit, whatever, in the corner. Now, a couple years back, we had had like a little little rodent problem out here. And I remember that there was like a bag of clothes that was going to be donated that was like ripped up and they were like, they had like nested in there or whatever. So I patched up a bunch of holes on the inside of the walls, jammed some fucking steel wool in there. I fucking, I got some screen and stapled it to the, to any hole that I could find. We have the main garage and then you walk through a doorway and there's this side room that they built that apparently people were living in a few tenants ago. Regardless, so this was all in the side room. So I patched it all up, whatever, whatever. So cut to 2020 summer. And I noticed that there's some holes in the back of the main garage space and on the other sidewall of the garage, the one that shares a sort of walkway with the apartment building. It's the garage wall and then it's a walkway and then it's the apartment building next door. So, you know, I'd handled shit like this in, in the past, but this particular situation, it seemed like it was escalated to, you know, my landlord handling it. So Eric, my Chinese landlord, he's a great guy. He He's a little bit peculiar, but he's a really fucking good guy. <laughs> so when we first moved to LA, we had this apartment over on Coronado Street that we were at for three and a half years. And then at some point when the baby was six months old, there was a DJ who shared a wall with us and he would have these fucking after hours dance parties at his place till like three o'clock in the fucking morning. And I remember I went over there a couple times to confront him. And it just, it never changed. So we just moved out. We moved out to Eagle Rock. We rented a house out there, which there's a lot of stories about that, but I'll just leave that for now. And we lived there for one year. And then towards the end of that year, we were like, we got to get the fuck out of this place. We can't, we don't like this neighborhood really. And our landlord is a nightmare and this house just isn't working for us. So we found this place in Echo Park, which is where we live now. But the landlord, Eric, my current landlord was curious, like, why are you guys leaving? You know, why you only lived in this place for a year? Like, I don't, I don't, I want a longer term tenant. And also there were some other issues. Like I was freelance at the time and Sam was between jobs. So like, it wasn't a great fucking set of circumstances for us to be trying to move, but we really wanted to move. So we found this guy and he like ran us through the whole thing. He asked us all the questions. He did all kinds of checks. One day I walked out of the house that we were living in Eagle Rock and I see Fucking Eric sitting there staking out the place. Like, I guess he wanted to make sure that we actually lived where we said we lived. So like I said, he's a really good guy, but he's a little bit peculiar. Since we've been here, he's done all kinds of shit for us. He's get, he's installed a dishwasher. He put like a sliding gate in for our driveway. It used to be just like this ratchet, like fucking swing open, you know, rusted ass gate, but he put in a sliding one. He's done pretty much everything that we've requested that's within reason, but he has his limits, you know? Like the kitchen drawer that's been fucked up for years at this point that he said that his handyman will fix, but it's like, it's never going to happen. And it's one of those drawers that you just have to like fucking jam open to try and get it open. Then you have to fucking like jam it shut, you know? 
it's fine. It's a little inconvenience. And I think that he kind of sees little inconveniences as just that. And he's going to handle the big shit for us, but he's not really concerned with the, with the more minor shit. So summer 2020, we all fucking remember summer 2020. Eric comes out to the house to look at the holes in the garage. Cause I told him there's, I think there's a rodent problem. We got to, we got to figure this out. Now, I think it was probably July. I hadn't worked in months. I haven't worked since March, you know? I'm an editor. I'm freelance. So the second that everybody could cut cords, they cut every fucking cord, you know, that they possibly could financially. So, and there just wasn't work, you know? So I'm chilling. Eric knows this. Eric from Jump Street with the pandemic was like, just let me know what you need, you know, and we could work things out. And he offered to give us a break on the rent, which he gave us a little break on the rent for a while, which was really sweet of him and something that he didn't have to do at all. So anyway, all this in mind, he comes over to the house. (laughs) I walk him back behind the garage because behind the garage, there's about maybe two feet, three feet behind the back wall of the garage and the fence that separates our property from our neighbor behind the house. Rudy and Soyla, great people. So I walk him back there and the the foliage is just fucking completely overgrown because the gardener never goes back there and I'm not going to go back there and just start hacking weeds for no reason, you know? So I walk him, I show him that. Then I walk him back inside the garage, you know, and I'm pointing to all the holes around the garage. I'm like, see, I think they're getting in through there. They could be getting in through there. I take them to the, to the side wall of the garage. I'm pointing over there. Look, I think they could be getting in there too. You know, we talk for a while. I'm showing him everything. We're, we're bullshitting a little bit. And he's like, okay, you think you can take care of it? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, do you, do you think that you could take care of it? And I'm like, well, don't you want your guy to come out and like do it right? You know, he has this handyman, you know, his guy. And he's the one who comes out. He does everything. Literally, he's done every single thing that's needed to be done around the house. So I'm like, obviously, you want him to handle it. And he's just quiet a minute. And he's like, I think it's best if you do it. And so we're outside again at this point and I'm pointing back to where the fucking overgrown brush is. And I'm like, well, all right, well, do you think you can have the gardener come, you know, and take all the weeds down back there? And he's like, yeah, just, just tell him when he comes out that you need him to get back there and take out the weeds. And I'm like, this guy's not my fucking gardener. I mean, he, he takes care of the gardening at the house that I rent, but I don't have a relationship with this guy. Like I don't fucking pay him. You're his client. Like you should be the one to talk to him. This is all internal dialogue. I say none of this to him. I'm just thinking to myself how I'm not going to say shit to the gardener. So I take a minute. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, you sure you don't want your guy to take care of these holes? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's better if you do it. He's like, you know, because we would have to coordinate with the neighbors for when he could get over there to patch up that side wall. It's just better if you do it. The line, it's better if you do it regarding like a rental property repair is one that will stick with me for fucking ever. Anyway, so he's, I'm like, all right, Eric. He's like, just send me the bill for the materials and we'll take it off the rent. So, I mean, I'm not doing anything else. I'm just fucking home with the kids and the wife. Nothing's really happening, you know? It's fucking July 2020. 
So I get back behind the garage. I start ripping fucking weeds out, chopping shit down. I got my grandfather's machete that I use to hack things down. I'm ripping them out of the ground. Go to the hardware store. I buy all these sheets of plywood and shit. I get that, um, that like wire mesh, basically, stainless steel mesh. I bang up fucking plywood against the back wall. I bang it up against the side wall. I put the fucking mesh over all. I put the stainless steel mesh over all the other holes that I can't get to to put the plywood over. Job well done, you know, I think. I mean, I'm no fucking, I'm not a fucking handyman. I can do some things. I've done some woodworking. I built my son a desk. I've built a bed frame before. I've built tables and things like that. Like I can do some light woodworking. But when it comes to like the thoroughness of patching up a fucking garage to keep rodents out of it, like it's not really my fucking game. But anyway, I did the best I could. So of course, after you patch it up, there's still the problem of you got to get the ones that are in there out of there. So, so I got a fucking snap trap because I was like, this is just, it'll be done. Snap, done. Don't have to deal with it again. But when I came out to the garage and I saw a dead baby possum with its neck snapped in the fucking snap trap, that was it for me. I dumped that one out. Now, we, I never did glue traps, but we have these little hanging glue traps for moths. They, you know, pantry, you put them in pantries a lot. They're little triangular fucking things, and the moths get caught in there. We keep some of them out here, and one time one of them fell and opened, and I came out here to work one time, and there was a fucking dead lizard stuck, just petrified to the glue trap. Poor fucking thing. There's like, I mean, there's all kinds of fucking carnage going on over here. It's crazy. So I stopped using the snap trap after that. And I was like, ah, rodent, rodent problem. Just it's, it's over. We don't, there's no more rodent problem. I patched up the garage real good. So it's all good now. So cut to present day ish, you know, 2022 sometime this year, a couple months ago, Sam says, I think, you know, I think it smells like rodents out there. I think there's some rats or mice in there. I'm like, all right. Fucking got to do something about this. So a few days later, we noticed that part of like the under part of the stroller, like the fucking, the, the, the bin, the whatever you'd call it, the fucking, the thing, the undercarriage where you store shit in. Parents will understand. It was chewed through. So clearly there were rodents out here. So now I really got to fucking deal with it. So I go online and I buy, I have a heart trap. They're the humane traps with the doors that drop down. I remember when I was a kid... My dad would use have a heart traps to catch squirrels, squirrels, squirrels. My dad was trapping fucking squirrels in our yard because they used to drive him fucking crazy on his bird feeders. My dad has all kinds of bird feeders, always has, loves birds, and he couldn't fucking take that the squirrels would get on the bird feeders despite having baffles and all kinds of other contraptions to try to keep them off. We also used to shoot the squirrels off the bird feeders with a pellet gun, like fucking snipers from my sister's bedroom window on the second floor. <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Anyway, so I remember my dad would always say, you got to drive them across water and release them or else they'll come back. Now, he also trapped one whose tail he spray painted because he was convinced that he just kept coming back to the yard. And sure enough, the same motherfucker made its way back from miles away and <laughs> came back to the yard. Anyway, these are my reasons for the have a heart trap. So I get the have a heart trap going. 
And within a day, I caught one. Catch him, drive him. I didn't drive him across water, but I drove him across the highway, released him. I'm catching all kinds of rats. Like, I must have caught three, four, five rats. Sam's calling them mice, saying they're nice friends, you know? I don't fucking play that way. I don't play that way with fucking rats. They got those long fucking tails. Yeah, maybe they're cute to look at, but I don't fucking play that way. They're not fucking nice friends. They're here for trouble and disease only. Like, get the... Nah, it's not for me. So I keep catching them and releasing them and baiting the trap and setting it again. One time, I had one to release and I took it. I was going to this thrift store over near Chinatown in this sort of like semi-industrial area. And I drove to the end of this dead end and I, I would go to release it and there's a security guard standing to protect some parking lot. I don't know where the fuck she was working. But she, I go to release it. I notice when I'm coming back, she's like walking out, like eyeballing me. Like, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm just fucking releasing my rat. Re- release me. Relax. It's all good. Anyway, it's been some fucking rat tails, you know? So now with all this in mind, I come out here on a Sunday and it was raining. It was raining pretty bad. And I noticed that there was one in there. And I was like... Okay, noted. I'll take care of that. There's plenty of fucking peanut butter in there, you know? And it's raining, you know? So I ain't messing with fucking taking a rat to the fucking release in the rain. I ain't doing all that. I'm not getting wet with the holding the rat in the kit. I'm not doing any of it. I'm not doing any of it. I should also mention that I hadn't checked the trap in a couple days. So it's possible that it was caught on Friday, maybe Saturday. So Monday rolls around and Sam's out here working. And I get a text, I'm in the house, and she says, she says, we caught another friend. And I say, oh, great, I said, I'll take care of it. I was going to go to the gym in a little bit, so I figured I'd take care of it on my way. So she mentioned it to me a couple times, you know, and then she texted me and she's like, yo, I feel really bad, it's trying to get out. And I'm like, fuck, all right. But then I forgot to take it, and I went to the gym and I forgot about it. And she texted me and she's like, I can just take it if you want. Which I know is just her being kind, you know? She doesn't really fucking want to deal with the rat, you know? So I was like, nah, 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 I'm going to come home. I'll take care of it when I get home, you know? So more time passes. <laughs> I come home. I finally, hours later, remember. And I, was, I had to go run an errand. I was like, perfect, I'll take it. So I was out in the garage. I was doing some work. And I could hear it, you know? I could hear it skittering inside, you know? It's in the other room from where I am right now, and I could hear it skittering. And I was like, I got to take care of this shit. So I'm getting ready to leave, and I go, get my glove on, you know? Get the bucket that I put the trap inside of. I got everything all ready. (laughs) And I go pick up the trap, and I'm like, oh, this is a strange lack of movement when I pick up the trap. And I see that it's just completely still in there. And I'm like, ah, oh, he's just scared. This lifelessness is just fear. He's going to come right to life when I take him to his new destination, his new home. He's going to be thrilled. Keep in mind, the whole point in using these fucking have a heart traps is to be humane about this and not kill these things. Let them get eaten by fucking, you know, cats in the wild. Let them get eaten by, you know, keep nature's fucking food chain alive, you know? So I loaded into the car and I'm driving. I don't hear anything. I mean, occasionally I'll hear like a little rattle, but I'm almost certain that's because I'm going over a bump. But I'm like, ah, come on, little guy, come back to life. You can fucking do it, you know? Get to the destination where I'm going to, you know, release him. Nothing. I pull him out. Nothing. (laughs) I open up the doors. He doesn't move. 
So now I'm shaking the fucking. <laughs> I have the humane trap and I'm just shaking it, just dumping the lifeless corpse of this dead fucking poor little baby rat out onto the grass. There's nothing quite like the feeling of shaking a lifeless rat corpse out of a have a heart trap after you intended to save his life humanely. It's second to nothing really in the world in terms of the absurdity and hypocrisy of that moment. So what are you going to do? One down, probably many more to go. Anyway, I haven't said it again since because I have a little PTSD about it and um, I'll try to do better next time. That's it for this one, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blank Page Podcast with Nick Romolini. I hope you enjoyed the story. If you like what you hear, tell your friends about it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Share it if you want to. You could even, you could even go so far as to share this. You might subscribe. You might leave a review or a rating. There's all kinds of things that you could do that you never fucking do. But I ask you to every single time. Tell your Aunt Jerry. Tell your Uncle Jerry, maybe. Tell your mother. Tell your mother's friends. Tell your mother to tell her friends about the The blank blank page. I will see you next Tuesday. Peace. Oh, I think I smell a rat. Oh, I think I smell a rat. Thinking, just wait.